Welcome to Alter Comics Presents. I'm Alex. I'm Laura. And I'm Jared. And we are back with some big Joker stuff going on this week. Uh, specifically because Batman the Three Jokers came out this week. Um, if you haven't been, if you haven't heard of it, then either you don't follow DC or you're living under a rock. I feel I qualify for both of those things. Uh, I mean, you don't live under a rock. You live under a roof, but... Yeah. I mean, because I live under the roof with you, so... I can attest that we do not live under rocks. <laughs> Unless we're in the basement sometimes, which... Yeah, it's more dirt than rock. We're surrounded by rocks. Right. Anyway, Batman Three Jokers. Uh, a little bit of backstory on this. Batman Three Jokers finally came out Wednesday. And it was like the idea of it was proposed to the public around 2015 of there being more than one Joker in the DC universe. And in 2018, San Diego Comic-Con, they officially announced, hey, we're doing Batman Three Jokers. And then two years after that, it finally came out. Uh, it was supposed to come out this June or July, I think, but then COVID hit, and now it's going to get delayed again because that's what that book does. So roughly five years in the making of Batman Three Jokers. Um, I know I remember customers saying, hey, when's this Three Joker book coming out? Like the last few years, like, I don't know. They just announced it. Who knows when it's coming out? Do you, do either of you remember people talking about it at all before this? or Not really, no. Last week was the first I think I heard about it. <laughs> um, In my defense, I only work every other Saturday. Right, right. Well, I know, like, when I was doing some research in it, it seemed in one of the the Justice League books, um, Batman got in this, I forget what it's called, but it's like the all-knowing chair or whatever, and he asked, who is, uh, who is the Joker? And they didn't give a full answer because there's more than one person. So... And then in Three Jokers, we somewhat see how that goes out. But before we get, dive into the Three Jokers, I want to go over some of our favorite Joker things in TV, movies, comic books, video games, anything and everything. So what do you think of, what story do you think of when you think of Joker? So Jared, you can start with what you think of. Okay, uh, one of my favorite spots with the Joker isn't a Joker story, but it happened in Infinite Crisis. Um, at the very end, Alexander Luther from Earth Prime kind of gets uh, run off from the main battle and is escaping, runs into the Joker, who has played no part in Infinite Crisis at all. And uh, Joker didn't like that and <laughs> ends up killing Alexander Luther at the very end of it. So I really I thought that was a great little spot in Infinite Crisis. So wasn't it like, how dare you do this without me sort exactly, of thing? Like, yeah. I'm going to foil you because you didn't invite me. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play two guys. <laughs> so that was one of my favorite spots. That's pretty Jokery for yep. him. Uh, Laura, what's one Joker thing you can think of? Uh, mine's kind of still a hodgepodge. I was telling you guys earlier, I used to watch the anime, the Batman the Animated Series when I was a kid, but because it's been so long since I've seen it, all the stories kind of run together. But pretty much anything, that is my concept of the Joker, is anything he did in that show. And like specifically, I know sometimes he was trying to take that chemical that turned him into the joker and like put it into other things like i swear he did a cosmetic something and one of the newscasters like put on her lipstick and then it made her turn into the the morph oh, smile i think that was in uh the jack nicholson version batman 89 the 89 series also the movie? uh i think it was something similar to that i mean it, it's standard joker to poison people with that the joker gas yeah. and then have the smile 
Okay. Yeah, that's why I remember it from multiple things. But. <laughs> well, I know, like, whenever I read the Joker in the comic books, I always think of Mark Hamill uh, mm-hmm. when he, in the animated series. Like, that's the perfect Joker voice. Yep, I agree. That's what I hear in my head, too. And I know, like, because of the success of the show, even in the video games, whenever they have Joker as much as they can, they have Mark Hamill still voiceover. So, like, the Arkham, the Arkham games. Let's see, it was Arkham Asylum, City, and Arkham Knight. Yes. Those three. He did not do Arkham Origins. They yeah. had someone else because he's like, nope, I'm not doing it. It was made by a different studio, but that doesn't really matter. But yeah, whenever I see any animated Joker or anything, it's like, all right, is it Mark Hamill? No, eh, I don't really know. Um, one thing that the that Mark Hamill again with him is the Injustice Gods Among Us. I loved the Joker in that. Uh, he was the one that more or less made the Injustice world happen. If you either play the game or read the books, which are the books are phenomenal, by the way. Um, basically, the Joker decides, hey, Batman's not giving me enough attention, so I'm going to mess with Superman a little bit. And he then basically nukes Metropolis. Pretty much. Uh, he, uh, he, he poisons... Superman, Superman to think that it, he's fighting Doomsday. Doomsday, and it was actually Lois, pregnant Lois. Yeah, pregnant Lois. Um, so he takes her up into space and like suffocates her, but her heart was tied to a bomb that once she died, all of Metropolis got nuked. Yep. So then Superman is like, "All right, this is all Batman's fault. Um, we're gonna need we need to do more stuff to take care of this." Of course, I should say. Uh, as soon as he found out what had happened, he immediately killed Joker. Like, yeah. he came down, like, ripped his heart out or punched his head. Punched right his... through his chest. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there is no Joker in the Injustice stuff. Um, but, but, yeah. Joker that... created an evil Superman. He did, which then made, I mean, the DC's version of it, the Civil War, more or less. Of Pretty much. If you're in favor of Superman's... Regime? Yeah, regime. I think that's a good way to put it. His totalitarian regime. Like, all right, if you're bad, we'll kill you. We don't care anymore. And then, you know, Batman's thing, and this is for people that are making the DC movies, Batman's thing is he does not kill. Yeah, but when he was originally created, he wore a gun. The gun? Yeah, that's fine. And he has a grapple hook gun still, but again, his core thing is he does not kill. The moment a hero kills, they're no better than the villains. I'll agree with that. So when they have them doing that in the movies, like that's his thing. He doesn't. But kill. I like the brutality and uh, with Pattinson's movie coming out, that looks pretty good. Uh, well, I'll I'll wait and see. Yeah, oh, I'll I'll check it out. That looks pretty good. But yeah, I liked uh, Affleck's version. It was a bit more brutal. Yeah, and um, I totally bought him as Bruce Wayne as a yeah. rich guy. I totally believe that. Yep. Yeah, I thought he was really good, but I agree, he shouldn't kill. So, just I know those early comics before uh, they said no hero kills, you know, right. after they had backlash from the government and media and everything like that. Uh, he did wear guns and things like that, so. Well, that's an ongoing point of contention with Batman and the Red Hood. Of, like, yeah. Red Hood's like, no, you keep, you know, throwing these guys in jail, they get free, and they go kill people. If we just kill them, they'll stop killing people then. Right. But, I mean, it's one of those things, like, it is, I get both points, Yeah. but, like, if that's his core thing, then when you throw it out the window, then, okay, well. But Batman is, doesn't kill. No. So. He's not the Joker. Nope. Uh, what are some other memorable Joker things? Uh, how can we not mention the killing joke? Killing joke. Oh, uh, he goes after Gordon. Uh, about, about Barbara. 
technically he goes after Jim Gordon to try to make him crazy by breaking in and crippling Barbara. I, I don't know. I, I mean, they've danced around a little bit before where he's kind of always known that she was Batgirl and like he was trying to like, I don't know. This seems like retcon back and forth of like, yeah. oh, he's known. So like, of course he targeted her and, like, oh, because I'm targeting Jim, but I'm really trying not to get after Bruce. I get what I'm doing here. Could be. Yeah. But so. he tried to make Jim go crazy and turn Jim Gordon villain. Right. And it didn't work. No. So it just made Batman angry. <laughs> That was the one adapted to a movie that yes. we saw a couple of years ago. Yeah, right? it was. Okay. It was an animated three years ago. I think it was. Yeah, it was an animated, animated. movie um, where they did like an extra half hour before, like they did a bonus feature footage that was not in the comic book, which was super weird. Where they had Barbara and Batman have a sex scene. Yeah, that, that was. I wondered if that yeah. actually no. crossed or not. Comic had more of his uh, origin. Like some of his stand-up comedian stuff, and it's been a while since I've read that. The movie was pretty spot on to the book. I mean, the book is not a long read; it is a quick read. So I think, and I guess that's why they added it to the movie because by itself, the movie was like half hour, forty-five minutes with just what was in the book. But like Batman and Barbara, they've never really had the sexual tension between them. It's more of a father-daughter sort of thing. Now, if you had Nightwing and Barbara, sure, absolutely, yeah, everyone buys that. But, like, with Bruce... Uh, it was a little creepy. It was super awkward and creepy. But, yeah, the but the Killing Joke book, yeah, it was definitely one of Joker's best. Laura, do you have any other standout Jokers that you remember? Um, I really enjoyed, I think it was also a couple years ago, the White Knight series. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Joker kind of said he found wasn't it like a medicine that cured him of being insane and he was jack napier again and he, he kind of ran for office I yeah he sort of found it um bruce basically snapped and shoved all these drugs down his throat and like accidentally cured him maybe <laughs> so yeah that one definitely flipped the script where joker was the good guy and batman was the villain in the eyes of the public at least yeah, and one parallel to that with the three Jokers now was, weren't there two Harley Quinns in that? And at first I was like, I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> yes, that that was definitely a new thing for that book that was not in anything else. I mean, it's so that is a Black Label book with DC. So near as we can tell, Black Label stuff isn't continuity of stuff. So in the main comic book universe, there's still only one Harley Quinn. But DC has been less than... Oh, what's the word I want to use? Consistent? Yeah. Forthcoming with... Forthcoming. They're the less than forthcoming of... with what is continuity and what's not yeah. of the Black Label stuff. In short, the Black Label means, hey, it's going to be rated R. That's the flat across the board. Originally, like, oh, it's not in the universe. Now they're like, well, we don't know. It's like, it's them not painting themselves in the corner. But yeah. it'd still be nice to have a little bit of clarity. Like, okay, seriously, is this continuity or not? I don't care if it's green picture or not. Just tell us which ones are and which ones aren't. Yeah, because there were... I also read Batgirl this week, and there were a couple things in that that I was like, wait a minute. But since I was reading Black Label stuff, I was like, oh, maybe those were like Elseworlds things, alternate universes. But it just confuses someone like me who doesn't really follow this stuff. When I come to it, a single issue here and there, I'm like, but they know that. Oh, no, they don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. My short answer is anything Black Label, take it as its own separate universe, and then we'll reassess later. Yeah, enjoy the story. Yeah. Some of the Black Label stuff has been really good. I 
fair to say the majority of the black label stuff has been good um just the ones that i don't like are because it's characters i don't care about so that's more of a me thing than them um going back with more joker stuff i would just like to hit again the animated the games um the arkham games the arkham knights or arkham knight city and no asylum arkham asylum arkham arkham city City, then then arkham Arkham knight too many arkhams um origins doesn't count because it's a different studio and it was okay but it wasn't as good it wasn't too bad but those were those games were very good other than it felt a little bit like playing like spider-man as if he was batman because there's a lot of grapple hook and glide it was like oh this is definitely a very it could translate very well into a spider-man game that sounds like a good thing why are you saying it like no i'm saying it's good but (laughs) if you're trying to be batman it didn't feel exactly like batman i don't know i I thought it did in not in those aspects but uh where he would use detective mode. Yeah, and the, the combat I mean, stuff. The detective mode was basically what? Like either x ray vision or infrared vision. Right. To where you Technology. Could, yeah. But uh, I, th- I really liked those aspects of yeah. those games. It just, for me, traversing the city specifically yeah. felt like, oh, yeah. this, is, this is Spider Man. Spider Man does it better. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Arkham Asylum was probably the best one out of the three. Uh, yeah, in I would my, say. In my opinion. Arkham Asylum was the best because it was self-contained to the Arkham. Exactly. It was, versus yeah. the city was just, oh, a little bit too much. Then Arkham Knight was, okay, you get to play the Batmobile. And that's the main feature is Batmobile, Batmobile, Batmobile. Yeah. <laughs> and running over people and supposedly Which, not killing people. But you would totally be killing people the way you run over them. Was it Arkham Knight or Arkham City where a man bat would randomly appear on building spots? I think that was City. Was it? I think yeah, the I'm first not time positive. I saw that, I about crap myself. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, those are and again that was um, Mark Hamill as the Joker yep. as the voice and Kevin Conroy mm, yeah. from the animated series was the Batman voice in the games also. Whenever I hear Batman, I hear his voice. Whenever I hear Joker, I hear Hamill's. Any other big Jokers of note? Uh, Death of uh, Death in the Family, where he kills Jason Todd with a crowbar and then blows him up. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all because of viewers uh, or readers, yeah. yes. Because that was back when you get to decide: does Robin Liver die? And Fans everyone voted to kill him, right? Which I think turned out for the best for for Jason <laughs> I mean, Todd. Yeah, for the character. Spoilers: He got better, so. right? Right. I mean, <laughs> a lot of people did not like Jason Todd as Robin. Then that's yeah. why they voted to kill him. Um, but once he became Red Hood, it's like it fit him better of being in the bat family but not super close right where he can do his own thing go around killing people he's like no these are bad guys we need to kill them too bad yeah that was definitely now i don't know what he came back in though i know he died in death in the family but i don't remember what he came back i think the story arc was called under the red hood and it was uh who's that was trying to figure out who was under it and that's right a lot of detective work by Batman, I believe. So I can remember the reveal. Because it kept doing flashbacks of uh, Jason as Robin being a little bit more brutal at times and things like that. I know he broke a uh, bad guy's collarbone and sh- put him in shock. <laughs> then Batman could question him. <laughs> All right. So I used my good old Google of Under the Red Hood. Under the Red Hood was in 2004 through 2006, it looks like. Batman 635 through 641 and 645 through 650. So 2004 to 2006 was the Under the Red Hood stuff. And I think, yeah, that sounds right of the return of him. So the early 2000s when they brought back 
Yeah. There yeah. we go. And they ended up making an animated movie out of it in 2000. Where Jensen Ackles from Supernatural voiced uh, Red Hood. Yep, that is on here. <laughs> <laughs> Can confirm. Uh, 2010 was when the movie, so shortly after. That's pretty quick wow, turnaround. that is pretty quick. And Red Hood's been around since, doing usually hanging out with the outlaws and stuff. Yep. Any other memorable Jokers from anybody? Oh, one of my favorites also, another favorite, was uh, kind of piggybacking off of yours, Laura. Uh, the animated series uh, turned into Batman Beyond. Oh, yeah. And they did the Return of the Joker. Uh, I thought old that Man Joker. Good. Yeah, Old Man Joker. <laughs> pretty spry in that cartoon. Uh, what's your favorite uh, live action Joker? Well, each one is different. <laughs> different reasons to love them. It's Jared Leto, isn't it? Okay, well, there is a, it's a toss-up between uh, Jack Nicholson and Heath Ledger. Jared Leto is uh, the worst Joker. Um, not to his... I don't think that's any of his blame, other than just, again, the way they wrote him. Yeah. That was not the Joker. But overall, I think Nicholson actually encompassed the Joker the best. Now, Heath Ledger changed the Joker. I'm not saying that he changed it any worse or better. Just he was a different breed. Like, he was like, oh, we're a whole new Joker now. It was with Heath Ledger, which was good. But I think Nicholson was that most comic book accurate and was like, okay, he fit the comics at the time. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Um, I always liked Cesar Romero. Yeah, with uh, his uh, uh, face, face, uh, face painted that crossed out his mustache. mustache. Yep. He would refuse to shave. Yep. Uh, I always liked him. I always liked the Adam West Batman series, so... Laura, which one's your favorite live-action? I think I have to stick with Jack Nicholson, too, just because I'm one of those people, the first one I saw is the first one I think yeah. ever existed, because to me, that's how it happened. And I could have sworn... I know we've had this debate before. We still haven't rewatched the movies to figure it out but i swear in the first batman i thought they tried to say that the joker was the person who killed bruce wayne's parents too or was really related to them and talked about dancing with the devil in the pale blue moonlight or something yeah. like that and so at first i always thought that's why the joker was his arch nemesis and then when i get into other things and they're like oh no no one knows who the joker is no one knows this no one knows that and i'm like I don't remember that from the movie, but yeah. <laughs> I, I've been mistaken before too. So. Yeah, without having seen it recently, I can't. I, that sounds familiar, but like I know I, the comic. I have told it to you right. a few times. Right. That might be what sounds familiar. <laughs> but I know in the comic books, it was just some random thug that they have recently retconned to be a Court of the Owls member. Yeah, um, I can't think of the uh, thug's name. I know they, they, they had named him right. a while back. It was like it, who gives a crap? Yeah, this one they the said Joe time. Cool. Or, sorry, Joe Chill. Joe Chill, that's it, yeah. <laughs> that was like, what a name. Joe Cool, is that the camel? <laughs> yeah, that is, sorry, my bad. Uh, so, yeah. I, so, Jack Nicholson for both of us. I think I would agree with the reason, because that's when you first saw. Mm. I mean, that that's what I first saw when I grew up. Yeah, I kind of wonder, too, like, when I actually watched it. Because I get the feeling sometimes that my parents weren't, worried about previewing stuff and maybe i saw things before i really should have been watching men be thrown into vats of chemicals and go crazy and shoot up the world i mean <laughs> all that was pretty dark and twisted i mean tim burton was just like mm -hmm. it would mess you up like it was weird especially the futuristic ish 
Gotham yeah. that they were portraying. Yeah, what did they call it? Neo Noir, something yeah. like that. I thought that was Didn't cool. They all have old cars. Yeah. yeah, futuristic Gotham with old cars. It yeah, they call it Future Past. Someone did at some point, where like you have all this old looking technology, but it's all future tech inside. It was Tim Burton. I mean, it's yeah. his whole series. I mean, he influenced all those movies. All right. Well, I think that we covered our best, our favorite Jokers. Yeah, I think so. So let's go with our picks of the week for this week. Uh, let's say, Jared, you can go first again, since I'm not ready yet. Okay. Uh, my picks are kind of two picks, um, Red Hood and Nightwing. They kind of tied into each other, uh, starting with Red Hood, um, Joker's girlfriend, Punchline. New girlfriend. New girlfriend is, uh, kidnapped Dula Dent, um, Joker's daughter. Is that right? She is under the name Joker's daughter. She's the one that has the mask, the or the face has the mask. Yeah, yeah. yeah and she's going by the name, even though she has no actual relation to Joker. Hey, who is Dula Dent? No, that, that's is that's that, her real name. I, okay, I yeah. believe that's her real okay, name. Okay, that's what I thought. I'm like, wait, did I read that wrong? <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I was just giving filling in a little bit of that gotcha. where it's not the actual daughter. Gotcha. But uh, punchline kidnaps. Uh, Dula Dent and is going to kill her and Red Hood must save her. And towards the end of that, uh, it kind of ties in to the next issue of Nightwing where uh, Batgirl has been captured by Joker, Nightwing, and Punchline. And Nightwing is brainwashed severely um, after being shot in the head in one of the Batman issues, what, a year ago? Uh, I think it was like issue 1000. So, it was real close like to that. that. Yeah. But uh, uh, they capture Batgirl, and uh, they put her in her cage, and she has to fight Nightwing. In a cage match to the death. Yes. Very good. Uh, Laura, what was one of your favorite books this week? Um, oh, the only one I really remember distinctly, and I guess horribly I don't remember which one it was, but Batman was fighting Croc. That was, was oh, that was a good one. Detective, detective, I believe. Okay, it was 10, detective. Twenty something rather. Okay, let's let's just pick that just to be different because I know people get mad when I'm like, well, Spider Man is everything, but let's not forget there there were three Spider Man related comics this week, so there was Ghost Spider, Spider Man Noir, and the Amazing Spider Man. But that Batman comic, I, I liked it because it was standalone. I didn't feel like I was lost. Like in all the other comics I was read, I was like, Batgirl has a brother? Jim Gordon doesn't know she's Batgirl? Like, what's going on? Like, I was so lost. But in that one, it was self-contained and good and reminded me enough of the animated series. I felt like I knew what was going on. So I thought that was cool. Uh, that was Detective 1026. And speaking of detective, the next issue is ten twenty seven. A thousand issues since Batman made his debut. I think that's supposed to be the final one for detect for the Joker War. I think that's supposed to be the final chapter. To okay, it. I'm not one hundred percent sure, but I'm about eighty five percent. My number one pick of the week is Batman Three Jokers. Big surprise. surprise. Since we were talking about Joker everything, I was like, well, we're going to talk about Jokers for the beginning part because of this and There's everything so else. so much Joker in the comics right now. It's been great. And this is written by my favorite author, Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns. And art is by Jason Fabach. 
That sounds right. Uh, I'd say Bach. Uh, Fabach, I Fabach. And Brad Anderson is on the cover also. I don't know what he did, but hey, he's willing to get on the cover. He was the color artist. I like this for a couple of reasons. One of which, because when you buy it, it comes with a playing card that has Batman on one side and Joker on the other, which is fun. I think they're going to be doing that with each issue. Um, it's a three-issue miniseries. And we get to see that there are apparently three different Jokers in this universe. Uh, there's the comedian, the criminal, and then the clown is what they named them as. Where one is definitely like the killing joke Joker. One seems... Dressed in uh, the same outfit he killed Jason Todd in, I believe. Right. And the other one is... It reminded me of Jack Nicholson's uh, suit more. It definitely had a more of a vintage, or yeah, the or yeah, I'll go with vintage, a vintage, yeah, vintage. style Joker, what more of a gangster yeah. or mobster? Yep, is what I'd go with. Um, so yeah, three Jokers. It is a black label book. It is an oversized book, which is good since it's six ninety nine. So it's not a cheap read. No, but it, there is a lot of content in it. The art is fantastic, very well written. It was a really good story. And it does follow the rest of the Bat family along with this. Or at least it shows Red Hood and Batgirl going along with trying to figure out what's going on, trying to help Bruce with everything. And we will talk about spoilers later, but the end of the issue, holy cow. Yeah, that was really Pretty good. major. Um, any other highlights for this week on your guys' books? For me, I know I liked I really liked Wind number three. Um, Wind has been a great series. Um, I don't remember who it's by. James Tinian the fourth. Oh, yeah. that sounds really familiar. He's done a bunch of other things also that I've enjoyed. I want to say Once in Future, I think he did that one too. Uh, you were telling me at one time, and that sounds familiar. So, yeah, Wind's pretty good. I've got it on my pull list. I, I've really enjoyed that story. It's fun. It's something different. It's not a heavy read. So normally I don't care for Boom Studio stuff. Um, it's usually too, I don't know, kid-like. I yeah, guess. I was. I was thinking juvenile or young young readers. Yeah, it's very usually young readers. But yeah. this this one's really cool. It's a fantasy world where they live in one city, which is preserve a pure human race or the pure human race that lives there. Anyone that's outside may have magic blood, and that's bad, and whatever, blah, blah, blah. And Wind is a kid with uh, magical powers that they decide it's time to sneak him out of the city before the king's executioner, I guess, uh, before he hunts them down and kills them and everything. Um, but yeah, this one was very emotional. There was definitely some strong things I was not expecting to happen already. Like, oh, but... I like these characters. And, yeah, I do too. Uh, some really good stuff to it. So yeah, that's win number three. We are currently out of issue number one, I believe, but we do have issues two and three on the shelf. So if you like it, you should pick it up yourself also. Uh, going back to what else he's done, uh, he did The Woods, um, Backstagers. Um, he has a bunch of credits on here. Um, a lot of uh, Boom Studio stuff, though. Something is Killing the Children. That's one that I really like that he did. Yeah, those are the big ones. So, 
I know we have something that's killing the children in graphic novel for the first volume. So if you like this or you're interested, check it out. Any other standout books this week for you guys? Fantastic Four was good. Fantastic Four number one. Yeah. Uh, Silver uh, Surfer comes back as they're doing their Fantastic Four right. stuff. And comes like bearing bad news. Um, spoiler free right now. We'll stop right there. <laughs> it does take place in the classic style. The, I would say, almost Golden Age. Oh, yeah. Um, so if you like the... If you like classic Fantastic Four stuff, it's definitely along that era. It's Fantastic Four Antithesis was the series. Oh, okay. It's a subtitle. Uh, it's a four-issue miniseries. Looks like it's by Mark Wade, Neil Adams. So those are some pretty powerful names in the comic yeah. industry. Yeah, it's classic Fantastic Four. Yeah, I thought it was really good. And Silver Surfer and drama. <laughs> yes, and drama. Lots of drama. So yeah, those are the spoiler-free reviews of this week of the highlights so yeah if you don't want spoilers thanks for listening <laughs> or read the stuff read some more stuff and then listen to us listen the rest press pause come back and read later um if you don't want to do that then i guess i can't do, force you to do anything one or the other you're about to hear spoilers if right. you keep listening then so it's your uh, choice. i haven't heard anything else from anyone else so we're gonna keep with our generic sound key which means time for spoilers. All right. Yay. Yay. Dive right into Red Hood and Nightwing. Uh, Red Hood goes to save Dula Dent and uh, from Punchline, who is about to blow her up and everything. Technically, Red Hood is about to blow it up because he is blowing up his it was his former head, headquarters slash where he was fostered at before he got adopted by Bruce. So he's the one blowing it, blowing it up. He's like, oh, I'll fight these goons. I have two minutes to kill. Plenty of time. But uh, he's got a bead on Punchline to kill her, and Nightwing intervenes yeah. and starts fighting Jason Todd pretty fiercely. And wins. And wins. He's Nightwing. <laughs> right. Know? Even if he has the foggy brain for being brainwashed yeah, forever. He's still freaking Nightwing. You don't mess with him. Only way I can take him is Batman or Barbara. And he's gone up toe-to-toe and beaten Batman, too, yeah. in the past. But uh, it ends up with Jason Todd unconscious and a doula, a dead Dula Dent. A potentially dead. Potentially dead. They don't actually show the body, but they show. Well, the no, they whole... they do show up. They oh. do show a body, but the very last page it shows uh, punchline took her and like they staged it. Like she's like, oh, it's good to have a dead body every once in a while. And so Red Hood thinks that he killed her, but punchline has her. And took the ma- took the mask off, so you can see a little bit of her face underneath the mask, like on an ambulance, tied up and stretchered or whatever. So she could be alive. No, she is alive. She is. <laughs> I, I say. Let's dead. follow comic book I hope rules. She's dead. <laughs> I mean, she's a character that no one cares about. Yeah. Like there was, it was really hot when she first came came out. Like people like, oh, it's the daughter. We need to get everything that has her. Blah blah blah. And then, then a month later, realized no one gave a crap about her. If you write, poor, write a poorly written character, no one cares about first appearances nope. and anything. That's why she hasn't done anything last two years. And they've basically made her a victim at this point. Right. You know, but uh, that uh, started in with, uh, at the end of that issue also, Jason Todd hears the call to go to the hospital from where Nightwing is uh, battling well, it's not where he's battling. He's battling Barbara Gordon in the Nightwing issue right. in a cage match. Uh, they go at it pretty fiercely. Uh, 
Nightwing shows why he's Batman's best protege. Um, but Barbara but Barbara still holds her ground. She is so. the best Robin, according to the Joker. Yes, and she even says like. Uh, if you were uh, legit you fighting, I wouldn't win, but you're still pulling your punches or whatever. Like you're slow, you're moving slow because of the brainwashing. Like yes. there is something wrong with you still. Yep. So it was really good back and forth between the two. Uh, I kind of like the insane Nightwing. Yeah. Uh, he's been a really fun read. As long as, uh, as, long as short term, like just this story arc. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to stick around afterwards. No, I agree. He's, I agree. Get him back to being true Nightwing and, this story would be one of the greats then. The last two years of them being brainwashed and everything and not having memory, I, I'm over it. Give me back yeah. give me back to regular dick. Yeah, he's. they've had some really good stories within that, but I, I agree. It's it's run its course. But uh, if that, that whole two years was building to this, you know, I'm, I'm happy with it. Yeah. But this would uh, be a good conclusion to him being brainwashed. Yeah. Yep, very good. But, uh... uh Towards the end, uh, Batgirl does get away, and Punchline is going to blow up a hospital. So Nightwing, without the other Bat family knowing he's been being brainwashed by the Joker, meets up with them and tells them that Barbara is brainwashed by the Joker. So now they're all going to attack Barbara, thinking she's brainwashed when it's really Nightwing. So I'm very excited for the next issue. So we'll probably see all this come to a head in the next Batman issue, which, I, again, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be the, final, the finale of the Joker War. They will do the Joker War Fallout or whatever that will take place after that, but this is the main main piece of that storyline. Batman 3 Jokers, there, like we mentioned earlier, there's the criminal, the comedian, and then the clown. So we find out that someone, presumably one of the Jokers, was making all the other core Jokers with the toxins or poisons from ace chemicals and they start talking about needing hey you know maybe we need a fourth joker at this point maybe we're we're a little not ready for the whole bat family but uh red hood and Batgirl, they find one of the jokers well red hood was hunting the jokers by himself right and you know him being a detective and batman being a detective it leads them both to the same place but it ends up being left with Red Hood and Batgirl and holding one of the Jokers held captive. While Batman goes to help Jim Gordon or Jim. Bullock. I think it's One of them Jim. called and said they had one of the Jokers cornered, so Batman goes off to help. Right. So leaves them behind, and Red Hood's like, you know what? I don't care. Shoots the Joker dead. But uh, Barbara tries to stop him. But does she? Well, she, Jason, yeah, I thought that was really Jason, weird. Uh, she she threw a battering at the gun. Oh, is that, oh, okay. I thought and she even, jumped for his leg. Like, Jason I didn't follow said, the panels right. So I was yeah. like, where is she even trying to go? Yeah, she jumped. She threw, <laughs> jumped. She threw the battering, aiming at the gun or his arm to try to make him miss. And he obviously did not miss. He yeah. shoots him dead. She did. Uh, well... <laughs> She missed, and even he, she, she did said, not "When do you ever miss?" Right. Yeah. She did not make miss? contact. I want to say she missed. She did not make contact with Red Hood. Yes. So, and she's like, oh, "I can't believe you did this." Blah blah. blah. And he was like, "Come on, I've seen you throw these. If you wouldn't hit me, I wouldn't have. I would not have made the shot." Right. And she like curses at him, like, "I, how dare you make me the bad guy when you're the one that killed him?" Like, no, you, you're just as guilty, really, because yep. you didn't you let, let him to stop. Happen. Right. Uh, so that was huge. Like. The Joker, quote, is dead. Yeah, one of the Jokers one of are dead. 
Um, now, will they... Two will, the, will the other two Jokers continue their plan to make a third Joker so there will still be, quote, three Jokers? I don't know. Uh, I'm excited. It's only a three-issue miniseries, though, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. But they are oversized, and they are, it was really good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it had a really good scene with a uh, uh, victim of the Jokers being poisoned by the Joker gas, right. venom, however. It, it, toxin. Yeah, toxin. And uh, they are carting him off in an ambulance, and Red Hood gets inside the ambulance and starts torturing and beating the guy trying to get information about the Joker. <laughs> and Batman's like, why are you beating what up this guy? He's, a, he's yeah. the victim. And Red Hood's like, I don't care. Yeah. We need results. I need information. Yeah. Right. I thought that was great. Yeah. He just randomly gets in the ambulance and starts beating up the victim. <laughs> and then they try to and, ram into the ambulance to stop it because, like, what's going on? And, yep. And the driver was, like, oblivious. He, like, looks back <laughs> and he's like, wait a minute. Where's You're not my from? partner. And that was another one of the things I wrote down, um... I really like the art. It was very clear in that scene when Batman's kicking into the ambulance door. Like, I often struggle when I'm reading a lot of books to figure out where the action is going, what's really happening. But that one was clear and concise, and I was like, oh, that is cool how he kicked in the door. Oh, and yeah. I can see it. This flowed really well. Well, I mean, they've been working on it for five years, so I'd hope it would be a good book <laughs> at this point. But I, I'd say it lived up to it. Was it my favorite Joker story I've ever read? No. Was it my favorite Batman? No. But it was really good. And it was my favorite for this week. And it was, was a good say, this week. intro for the whole story arc, too. Right. So, we have to see where it goes next. Right. Adrian had asked when he came in yesterday, he's like, really? Is both you guys picked, was both mine and Mark's pick of the week? He's like, does it live up to the hype? And we're like, well, I mean, it's the best thing this week. What do you want from us? Like, is it the best thing ever? No. But it's still pretty doggone good. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, I liked it better than the Spider-Man I've been reading, so that's makes me sad to say out loud. <laughs> <laughs> well, you like Batman also, so you're allowed to... He's no Spider-Man, but you can like Batman still, too. Yeah, I used to always joke that, because I actually started watching Batman the Animated Series, because it chronologically came out first, and I tell people he's the gateway drug. He'll lead you to Spider-Man. Yeah. The problem with Batman is, who's Batman? When you see Bruce Wayne, where, like, his face is all fine, but then his, like, jawline is, like, you know, a weird outline. Hmm, wonder who he is. What's up with him? Oh, that was another episode I loved, when Harley Quinn does that in the animated series. Yeah. That chin, you're Bruce Wayne. <laughs> and I think that was another part, like, I guess, spoiler-worthy in this issue. Or wait, was it? this one yeah i think it was this one where they're like showing all the scars and who gave them to batman oh, yeah. that, was, that was the and opening the for this yeah and that I, was really good i'd never thought about it before i was always like yeah why doesn't bruce wayne have more scars that people are like what the hell do you do with your time well i mean he's usually in a suit <laughs> so you don't typically see everything of him well like you'd think his face would be like his chin should be really beat up because it's out there right. <laughs> Yeah, they, I did like that too, though, of the, oh, this is where the Riddler's cane burned him. This is where Penguin stabbed him with an umbrella and like... Catwoman scratched his chest. Right. It was very cool to see that full full story, I guess, with how his, the scars. So, yeah, that was a cool thing that I hope that they do in the regular Batman series. They start showing that off instead. Because they're normally like, oh, he's just fine. No problem. He just, oh, he has a wound right now, but don't worry, it won't scar at all. Versus this, like, no, he's going to be beat up. He was in a wheelchair for a while after Bane broke his back. 
<laughs> I mean, very that, briefly. Yeah, very briefly. <laughs> it was fine. He got better. I mean, Barbara got shot and in a wheelchair and she got better, so it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I did like... what technology does. Right. <laughs> I think that was in this issue, and I think you talked about it last issue, that there's some sort of... Um, what they call it, an implant, an implant that helps Barbara. her put her in, put it in her spine. Yep. Yeah, that that came out this week too. Batgirl. Yeah, and that was one thing that um, Lucius Fox's son Luke helped actually put oh. the implant implant back into her back. That's who that. Yeah, guy that's who was. Luke was. Like, okay. and she's like, he was kind of flirted with her, and she's like, I have a boyfriend right now. He's like, Well, we're still friends. Like, poor Luke. He got friend zoned <laughs> so hard. Yeah, so hard at that time. Like. Really, I, I can make you walk, but friend zoned. Okay, whatevs. Yeah. Um, yeah, that Luke Fox was the one that came back to Gotham, and he's like, "Well, I'm not my dad. I'm not. Uh, I didn't design this, but I'm still pretty smart, so I can, I can dig around in your spine and make it work. It'll be fine." Yeah, there's no such thing as nerve damage or right. anything like that. Oh, I thought that's what they said though. Like he said, oh, he "This said, is the last time. Yeah. Like if you rip this out again, it's over. Right. You're not walking until we fix it again later." But yeah, that, that's, that was one thing that, with the spoiler, I guess, was Luke Fox came in and he was going to let fix Barbara so she can actually walk again. Uh, another one that I want to talk about is Wind, number three. The spoilers with that one. Uh, it was pretty heartbreaking where the line cook that works at the restaurant, where Wind works at, and the whole family, uh, he defends Wind and his sister from some guards, not knowing Wind was an alien, or not an alien, a magic user or magical being he's like oh leave these kids alone so he had pointy elf ears like yeah i don't care still like you kids run also protect you like he gave himself up he gave his life to save them uh they go back to the the house bar restaurant thing and then the mom that was supposed to escort wind and the prince and everything out of the town out of the castle village whatever uh she sacrificed herself so they can escape also so like who like the two adults dead the mom dead like it's pretty brutal stuff with this issue then they get the wind down in the sewers i'm assuming well that was on that was on their way to getting back home yeah uh wind and his sister i don't know her name doesn't really i don't know uh she like yeah she works in the sewers or whatever and can see there and helps them get back home and yeah just this but to see the two like innocents well, at least the one innocent, the lion cook himself, completely innocent. Like, he gave himself up for them. Like, that was... He caught a sword with his bare hand. Yeah, but the rest of the guards were coming after him then. So, he's <laughs> he's probably dead. But yeah, it was really good. I enjoyed it. If you have a chance to read it, by all means, you should. If you're listening to spoilers, you probably don't care, though. So, this is a more reason to read it. Yeah, I thought about it. If we had a little more time, that was the next one I was going to pick from the stack we had. Any others that you guys want to talk about with spoilers for this week? Uh, Fantastic Four. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Silver Surfer comes in bleeding. His, well, he goes in like an bleeding. asteroid. Yeah, he comes yeah. in on an asteroid Melting. and uh, Fantastic <laughs> Four block it from hitting the city and send it into the bay the bay area kind of right. deserted no people around area and uh he's like melting it's almost like the his, way he bleeds his power cosmic it looks like it's draining from him and he reveals galactus is dead yeah and like and galactus that's the end is dead it's like wait what <laughs> yeah. so they really really uh, gave a cliffhanger 
that I really want to see what happens next. Well, and part of me is like, okay, does this have anything to do with like the current Thor run? Because the current Thor, Thor killed Galactus. And so that was pretty, like, oh, he killed Galactus be. with being a god and using the, the power cosmic of being sort of like, he's like, oh, nope, Galactus, you're dead. I'm going to fight against this big evil now. And like, so I was like, oh, Galactus is just dying in everything at this point. I hope that ties in. I that doubt be, it because, again, it looks like it this. looks like standalone. And looks, right. And it's an older timeline is what it looks like versus what the Thor is right now. But I like, timelines oh. really matter, though. We got all this dimension hopping. You can time travel, too. <laughs> Nothing matters in comics except for everything. Yeah. So, yeah, Thor or Galactus is dead and everything. That's my takeaway from this. Oh, uh, Detective Comics had a great ending where Batman and Killer Croc is just sitting there talking. And he actually calls him calls him by his real name. Yeah, and Croc thanked him for it. Like, oh yeah, it was, yeah. It was yeah, a really good was ending. Cute. It was it was, was self contained really... too. The whole issue was pretty self contained. Oh, yeah. All you need to know is Joker's running amok and go. Pretty much, yeah. So yeah, it was. I like it when there's one issue, one story. It's self contained. I yeah. wish there was more of that now. Yeah, I admit, like for me, it was great because I was saying how I don't follow Batman. Although a little part of me also, I like a little arc here and there, or at least a storyline running behind, yeah. connecting everything together. I don't like all like one shot, one shot, one shot. Nothing matters. They're all um, but interchangeable. You, but if you can jump in at one any one issue and still know what's going on for the most part, yeah, then that's the way. To, and it did that really well with this issue. It was like, all right, well, you pretty much know Batman what's going on. You might know what's going on with the Joker War and stuff. But you don't need to. You don't yeah. need to know it. It still holds up on its own without the rest of the stuff. Now we'll go to our final segment of who's your favorite hero for the week, comic book or otherwise. Uh, Laura asked about this in advance, so I'm going to say she's probably ready then, maybe. <laughs> so, Laura, who's your favorite hero? I feel like I should stall just to be a jerk, but um, uh, since we usually kind of are pretty on the fly... I, I went pretty fast this morning and was like, oh, how about Bill Nye the Science Guy? Like, especially since we were thinking about, like, you asked me about the Joker stuff, and I was like, oh, Batman the Animated Series, Saturday morning cartoons, and Bill Nye used to be on Saturday mornings. Um, I forget if it was actually across from Spider-Man a few times, or if he fit, like, in my morning regiment of cartoons, and then switch to Bill Nye, and then go back to cartoons. But. He's very integrated with cartoons for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I always liked, around that time, I was really into science, and Spider-Man would be, like, talking all this science stuff and how he's, like, echolocating bats and finding Morbius and using sound and all this stuff. And then Bill Nye would be like, hey, this is what a sound wave really is, and explain it more. It and I was like, pretty this well, is then. really cool. I actually know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And I remember once, too... Um, I think it was around sixth grade we just gotten like the internet too and that was a big thing and we had to do a book report of some sort and i actually wrote an email to bill nye to ask him questions oh it's like a biography and i decided to do his biography and he actually wrote a letter back and i was really impressed as a little kid that like someone famous wrote back to me and told me about like a little story about why they love science and going out with their parents and all this stuff and i wish i knew where that letter was now i'm sure i still have it because i'm crazy like that, you don't throw I, away anything yeah uh, i'd say probably at your parents 
Yeah, although I guess it was digital, it was an email. Uh, okay. So, like, it's on a disc somewhere. Gotcha. Somewhere. Do I still have the means to read that disc? I don't know. But. <laughs> it's still somewhere. <laughs> yep. Uh, Jared, do you have one yet, or do you mean cut in front yeah, of you? Go for it. Uh, I want to say Luke Fox is my hero, favorite yeah. hero of the week. Just because, yeah, he's he was just coming to town to visit everything, and like he improv did major back surgery on Barbara and yeah, was able that was crazy. to make her walk again. So, yes, he's smart and like whatever, but like he didn't design the original stuff, and he kind of improv a lot to make her be able to walk again and do her regular Batgirl stuff. So Luke Fox is my favorite hero for the week. That's a good one. <laughs> Wish you'd thought of it, huh? Yeah. Just take it That's from a him. That's really good one. Embellish on it. Yeah, cut your <laughs> spot out and let me take that one. <laughs> um, now, I'll actually uh, go with the thing from the Fantastic Four. As uh, Silver Surfer was losing his power and melting, kind of, uh, he just picked him up without a worry for himself to help his friend. Yeah. yeah I thought that was really cool. Well, and like, uh, everyone else said, like, oh, he's emitting radiation, yeah. and he's like, really? Yeah. I'm not worried about it. Like, yeah, he's like, I'm fine. <laughs> Got it. I'm the thing. But it's I thought the- that was really cool that, you know, no matter what that could have done to him, he still went over to help his friend. I thought that was really neat. He was, he was being truly heroic, regardless of what right. was going on. Right. Cared for his friend. So, recap. Bill Nye, Luke Fox, and The Thing, Ben Grimm. So, with that, we will wrap it up for the week. Uh, Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram. I think we have a Twitter also. Yeah, we have a Twitter also. Oh, yeah. You better have a Twitter. (laughs) Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and go to our website, alterecomics.biz. Do you know where all your podcast is, too? Uh, Well, if they're listening to it, they already know where it's at. I guess. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. <laughs> um, but yeah, share the, the podcast. Um, well, which whatever you listen to it on, either if you listen to it on Spotify, Twitcher, uh, Google Play, iTunes, whatever, or whatever their Google podcast or Apple Podcast, I think is what it's called now. I don't know. But yeah, share, share along, share like, and subscribe. And review us if you can, if that's on your service. Yeah, give us some feedback. We're always looking to improve. Yeah. Uh, you can email, if you want to email us, uh, you can email me at alex at alteregocomics.com. I'm the one that handles editing and posting and... The podcast. Running the podcast, yeah. <laughs> we just show up to talk. Right. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to, or if you want to participate, let us know. We can possibly try to figure a way to do a call-in or something like that, even. Because why not? We have, we're living in the future. Yeah, we joked about, like, Patreon-exclusive content or something. Like, oh, if you're a Patreon, then you could have a special guest If you're willing to throw money at us to listen to more of this stuff, then I'll do more if you're willing to throw money at it. That's for sure. I think that's how I got here, because I'm a Patreon, but I don't know that Mark knows how to get the money out of the bank for that. I don't know. (laughs) Also, because this is in our house, and you live here, so that's how you got it here, too. Yeah, that. that. <laughs> I've been weaseling at this program for a while. Right. That is extreme exclusive membership right there. We'll, we'll say that. Um, so, on that one... <laughs> you live in the house, you're allowed to be on the podcast. That's, yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you guys next time. Sorry I went off the rails at the end. (laughs) It was funny, though, I thought.